0: Log Talk Radio. Me,
1: baby. I won't ever, ever give up. You might see me moving. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. The show is made possible uh, because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. And today we're actually going to be talking to a caregiver um, who uh, is dealing with a loved one in a uh, skilled nursing facility or an assisted living facility. I know right now during the um, COVID-19 crisis, is really on everybody's mind about um, being able to visit loved ones in facilities and things, and so we're going to have Becky Crumpler talk about her um, experience. With uh, the facility and, and visiting her loved one, and Becky, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Hi, good morning. You're welcome. So, where are where are you located?
0: I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida.
1: Okay. And you have a loved one with Huntington's in a facility, correct?
0: Yes,, uh, my daughter has the juvenile onset Huntington, and she's only thirty five years old, so her symptoms are quite progressed. Um, it's been very hard seeing your loved one your your child having these kind of symptoms, but um that's why we had to put her in the home early at this age. Mm-hmm
1: it's crazy so, cuz i'm 34 and and i'm i've tested positive so to hear about you know somebody that's close to my age with juvenile huntingtons oh, my heart goes out to you
0: it's hard it really is um well and jennifer is was adopted so we had no clue why she was acting the way she was um at the age well she's always been diagnosed with adhd um hyperactive but so sweet so lovable extreme at everything (laughs) so we knew something was going on with her but we didn't know what it took several neurologists testing to even decide to test her for Huntington's until we finally found one and she begged us please I've got to find out what's going on with me because she started falling she was dropping things um I knew, you know, things weren't right. She had high anxieties at 21 years old. So we knew at that time something was going on. And she stayed; she lived with us for 10 years before we finally realized I could not handle her. Um, Her attitude, her behavior was very extreme. She was very demanding. Um, So I started looking for help. I had in-home nurses coming to the house um she has she would sleep all day so the thing of it is when someone sleeps you can't get the care that you're um to come in at night so what good is it for them to come in the daytime and she slept so deep that she couldn't be woken up and 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 not knowing exactly what was going on of course I would try to keep getting, you know, pursuing her and trying to keep her to stay awake in daytime, it was impossible. She had no control over it, which meant she stayed up all night. (laughs) Again, Mm -hmm. that's another reason why I had to find a facility for her because I needed my sleep. I was working in the daytime and we found a great facility for her. I I believe that they're giving her good care. Um, It's close by me. I can visit her except now. (laughs) I can't at all but we do call on the phone together but um she's struggling now with uh, the shakes um with her hands she doesn't have the extreme chorea but she does she shakes and she falls a lot so now um just the past month she started in a wheelchair
1: mm-hmm. So, what, so you said that she was adopted. What um what made you guys choose to test for Huntington's? I know you said you went through a lot of neurologists, but what finally kind of we was we the, finally the went to switch? a
0: neurologist. Yeah, that just said I think I know what it is because he'd only seen one other Huntington's patient. He didn't even treat the illness, and he said I, I'm hoping that's not what it is. But he said with looking at her and seeing how she is I think uh, he said and it's not cheap and of course you know he didn't really tell me how much it was going to cost he, you, it, it's a gene you, you've got to test the gene so um mm-hmm. we went that route and um the doctor was just so kind when it finally came back it takes a long time to finally be diagnosed with it um it came back and actually we were relieved because, number one, we didn't know anything about it, but just to know that something was there that was causing her bad behavior and mm-hmm. and her emotions, her outbreaks. I mean, she said, Mom, I know I'm not crazy. I've got to know what this is. And I'm sure the doctor looked at us like, you really don't have a clue. <laughs> so, of course, you know, it was great for a while other than her stumbling and losing her job because everyone thought, like you hear, that she'd been drinking, so they wouldn't give her a job. She lost that. Um, She wrecked her car. So all these things, you know, that happened at such a young age um, just led to the point where I said, I can't handle this anymore. I've done everything I can at home. And honestly, we did find a very good place. Um, a facility. It's an assisted living facility. It's a home. Do you want me to go into all of that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Um, It's a house, and and they put three houses together, and of course, it's um, for the elderly, so she's the youngest one there, but for the most part, these people are some of them, of course, are in their end age, but a lot of them are not. They're very with it, uh, just have some illnesses that they need, you know, assisting with. So Jennifer has a private room. She has her own TV, bathroom's right outside her door, and the people there are just precious. I can see they love on her, um, but like I said, now she's, I'm, I believe she's needing more help. And this is where it's so hard with this um, virus going around is I wish I could go out there and be with her to help her, to feed her. She's losing the ability with her hands to hold a fork um, and get it to her mouth. <laughs> she definitely doesn't want to eat soup unless she can drink it, but um, the swallowing. And and because of her sleeping, she's not getting her medications like she should, um, And I've just had to really stay with them and say, even if you have to wake her up in the middle of the day to make sure she gets her medications um, because she's got some depression going on. And I'm sure that uh, the medication is helping because I can tell talking on her phone, Um, she can be very demanding. (laughs) So it's not easy. It's the disease. It's just horrible when you see your child having to go through such a hard time and not being able to do anything for them. It's, it's difficult.
1: Yeah. So during this time with COVID, obviously you were talking about right now you can't go and see her. I know that's hard on, on you. Has it been hard on her? as she mentioned anything about it being hard on her?
0: She would like to see us of course. Um, but they, like I said, it's a small house. They don't have any of the virus there at this time. So they're allowing the patients to pretty much come and go. Of course, they're not really interacting with each other very much. So um, they're taking every precaution, like wearing the mask and doing what they need to. And they're not allowing any, um, any packages to come in except that they will clean them. I know I take, you know, bags of candy or food or whatever, That's because Jennifer loves her chocolates. (laughs) Um, I try to drop it off for them, but they don't allow me to see her. But we're trying right now to uh, get her to do FaceTime on the phone. But even that Mm -hmm. is becoming hard, as she cannot hold the phone very well. So that's even becoming difficult and with um typing on the phone it's, all of this is just sort of just now coming about and she'll be 36 in November so it's um so it's progressive is there
1: yeah is there anybody at the facility who's willing to help with the FaceTime do you think or um have you talked with anybody that's willing to help with that one of the
0: problems um, with the facility, <laughs> um, these people are very sweet, but they they do speak Spanish. So there aren't very many that speak good English. And I don't know, a lot of times I do have that um, language barrier, trying to get my point mm-hmm. across and letting them know what she, her needs are. I don't know if at this point they would have the time to help her with that. Um, with Jennifer, it would be, "Can you help me right now?" And then she'd get mm-hmm. mad if you, they if they wouldn't do it right now.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So yeah, that's that's a possibility. I'd have to figure out who would understand it well enough to um, to work with her. That's another reason why I'd really like to get out there so that I can make sure that she's doing what she needs, getting what she needs and eating, you know, at one of these these facilities um, they are used to feeding the elderly who only eat what small amounts of foods. And Jennifer's neurologist Holt has told us over and over again, she needs a 5,000 calorie diet every day. And I know she's not getting mm. that she's lost a lot of weight and I keep telling her, well, if you're hungry, tell them to make you a hamburger or, you know, get a frozen pizza in there. But I have not seen that they are complying with that quite yet. Occasionally, I guess they will, you know, do that Um, for the past month or so. I've been really diligent about staying behind them making them understand this, because they don't know what Huntington's. People don't understand it. They just think, you know, Parkinson's or, uh, you know, well, she's got the shakes or something. But um, being so young, they just expect her to be on her own, which she can do a lot. She'll go in and microwave um, whatever she needs, like coffee. She loves coffee. She'll microwave, but getting to the point where she really shouldn't be doing those things and holding a hot
1: cup of coffee. So... It's just for her own And the facility, that, hmm. the facility hasn't had education on Huntington's. It's, it's just a, um, right. obviously it's a small facility, but they haven't actually had education on Huntington's. Right, yeah, that's
0: right. And and I think I'm going to have to pursue that as well. Is coming to that point. But I mean, I have talked to the owners, and they say yes, we will. We'll make sure of this and that. But unless they convey that to their employees then yeah i i don't know that's that's the whole and part have, of it they do need to be
1: yeah they need to be educated on it because it makes it harder for you guys you know cuz um if you if during a time like this where you can't go and see how much she's eating and you can't go and see all that that's that is absolutely terrible. Because how how do you know what she's getting other than what she's saying? And I, you know, my heart goes okay. out to you because I I can't even imagine how hard that is um, to not be able to go in and and um, and mm-hmm. see your loved one.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> and and a lot of times, you know, she she's got this thing where she'll text us and say, "I want to come home." Well, and then we start saying that's not going to happen, and then then she gets very angry, and that's part of the Huntington's, too. She just, you know, turns on people and, oh, well, you don't love me. I, Yeah, and so I stop talking to her when it gets to be that point because the more I try to give excuses why she can't come home, she just... Pours it on. I mean, it's it's pretty bad, but um, she knows we love her. She's very appreciative of things that we bring to her, and um, I, you know, I just I don't see the illness. I just see my daughter. It is. It's very difficult.
1: It is. Yeah, that part's hard too. My father has Huntington's, and that is a really hard part of when you can't accommodate them. And mm-hmm. you know, they say something hurtful. It's it's hard sometimes to to just deal with it. Um, and learning it's it's learning to to realize it's just a disease. And
0: especially right. when they say
1: very hurtful things. Well, and she has
0: pushed a lot of her friends away. And because she will text them or call them up and say, can you come take me out to dinner? Can you come take me here or there? Like she loves the MMA. She loves the fighting, the uh, boxing. And Mm -hmm. she keeps asking my my other daughter um, if they could come and take her out. Well, that's not really feasible for her, number one, because she has no control over her bladder. So she's up Mm -hmm. every 10 minutes going to the bathroom and we've tried to tell her, you know, you're in a wheelchair, you can't walk very well. It's not really the place for you to be going. So what she do, she gets angry, starts cussing at them and telling them, you know, they hate her that she doesn't understand. And, and it's sad, you know, you would think at these times that she could be able to enjoy some things, But when you tell her no, (laughs) look out. So then these people, of course, don't want to call or have anything to do with her, which is sad because this is what she really needs is to have people around her. But she's done that pretty much all her life. She's been the the entertainment, you know, she walked into a room when she was younger and the party started, you know. So just. It's just—it's uh, the disease. It's horrible. I just—I've never seen anything like it.
1: Well, Becky, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us, and um, and again, our thoughts are with you uh, during this time, especially when you can't go and see her. I hope you guys get that FaceTime figured out and um, yes. that you actually get to see her on there.
0: Absolutely, that would be a major plus. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. you enjoy the rest of your day, and, um, and again, we're sending a lot of love to you, to everybody you. else. I'm going to, yeah, absolutely, everybody else um, that's listening, we are also, I'm going to try to do a show of actually going and visiting the emergency department and the restrictions that are, wow. um, that are happening right now with the emergency department. Um, so please make sure to listen in for that in the next week. Thank you again, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Lauren. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.